welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Lenny Gray from Door to Door Millionaire about the relevancy of door to door sales and how it is still impactful in 2022. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host, guys. I'm so I'm so excited to be here today. I Part of the thing that I think excites me most about doing this show is that I get to tackle real problems that are happening to us today. Uh, yesterday, I was on a uh, call. I've got a, a little um, you know networking group that I've set up called the, the Paint Collective. We meet once a month. And um, of course, that's uh, that's open to everybody. By the way, you just you know just DM me on Facebook and send me your email. I'll I'll add you to the uh, calendar invite. But we were talking about how coming up here upon the winter time that we are a little nervous about lead flow. You know, things have been going gangbusters for the last like I don't even know how long. It's been crazy how how good business has been, and the pandemic only that was just rocket fuel for a lot of folks uh because more people started you know living in their house and looking around they're having to convert you know office uh, home offices bedrooms and spare bedrooms into home offices i know that's basically what i did i've got you know this spare bedroom that's now an office i had to repaint it and you know there's a lot of folks that that were doing that um but as we are watching the news and we're you know seeing um, interest rates going up, the Fed putting, you know, uh, increasing interest rates to kind of slow down the economy to try to curb inflation. Uh, what we're seeing is a little bit of fear, a little bit of tightening the the wallet. And it seems like for a lot of people, leads are starting to dry up a little bit. I've, I've been getting a lot of, you know, especially in our Facebook group, the Paint End group, I've been seeing a lot of folks ask about that. Like, oh, what are you guys doing for leads? Um, And I think that for a lot of us, especially who have come in in the last decade to the industry, I think inbound has been the answer. Inbound marketing, um, you know, creating content, getting reviews, uh, building website funnels, trying to get people to find us and then come to us when they're ready rather than us going out and trying to find them. For, for those of us that have been in, in the industry for the last decade or a little bit more, that's been how we've been getting leads. We've just been waiting, sitting and waiting for the phone to call and trying to spend money, you know, on Google ads, on Facebook ads and all this Angie leads and, you know, all these other things. We've been trying to spend our way out of the problem. And I personally have been kind of changing my thought press on, on this. You know, I've, I've started thinking to myself, well, what about just effort (laughs) what about just putting in effort what what about putting in time what about what actions can i control to make sure that my lead volume is up 
And so I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, we've got Lenny Gray, the door-to-door millionaire. Okay, he's he's written the book, Door-to-Door Millionaire. I picked it up, oh, maybe five or so years ago. I can't remember exactly when I picked it up, uh, but I started reading it again recently. And uh, I figured, hey, uh, what the heck? I'll, I'll reach out to this guy, see if he's interested in being on the show. And he is on the show today. Super excited for that. A couple of announcements before we begin here. Um, if you want to watch this uh, podcast episode, if you want to see the video, look at my beautiful face. Uh, <laughs> go to PCAPayEd.org and download the app PCA Overdrive. It is $5.99 a month if you are not a member of the PCA. But if you are a member of our trade association, our beloved PCA, um, it is included in membership. And there's so many amazing membership perks uh, when you join. For example, um, if you are still in a mode of trying to find uh, help, uh, we've got jobs.pcapaint.org jobs where you can list your job and leverage the power of VVHR to expand your post to a bunch of different sites. Um, if you're trying to retain those employees, of course, we've got our PCA medical benefits plan. Um, check that out. So many awesome things. And of course, one of my favorite uh, things that, that uh, PCA offers is our Ask a Peer uh, sessions where you can get a free consultation with a handful of uh, folks that are on a list. I happen to be on that list. If you are in need of uh, just a, an open ear, you got a problem that you're trying to solve, you need a sounding board or you need a little insight. Okay. I gain a lot of insight from these conversations that I've had and uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. Go to Hakes.Digital to set that up. Um, events upcoming. I've actually got a couple events coming up. If you are in the New Jersey area in Manahawkin, um, I'm going to be at a uh, event there. I'll be hosting my sprint workshop um, on November 7th in Manahawkin, New Jersey. This is sponsored by Sherwin Williams. Um, there'll be there will be food, um, and then I'm going to put you through a pretty rigorous workshop to show you. Uh, all my tips and tricks for production management. If you're feeling like uh, your jobs are getting kind of out of control, that you can't predict if they're going to be profitable or not, you're just having a hard time uh, processing the work, keeping things well communicated, running well machine, I would highly recommend the Sprint Workshop. Um, and if you're not in the New Jersey area, on the 9th and 10th of November, I'll be in Littleton, Colorado, hosting the same event. I'll be doing one in Spanish and one in English. Um, check out those Sprint Workshops. I will have uh, uh, event announcements on Facebook coming up soon. All right. So back to the to the context of the show. Uh, when I started conceptualizing, uh, coming back into the industry and, st- and starting up again, uh, one of my biggest concerns was making sure that I was keeping expenses down and keeping them, keeping my expenses attached to outcomes as much as possible. And when I started analyzing all the different options that I had for marketing expenditures, ways to spend money on marketing. I realized that I wanted to avoid 
some of the expenses that were just kind of ongoing, you know, like a flat monthly fee, like a, uh, you know, like an agency might charge, or if I get into one of those lead services that they're trying to charge a, a monthly rate, but then the lead volume is going to be up and down. And I just didn't like that idea. And so I started to turn my attention to or, towards ideas that worked a little bit more like a faucet, things that you can turn up and you can turn down. And so, you know, along with uh, you know, Facebook ads, which you can turn up, you can turn down Google ads to a degree. You could do that. Of course, um, I started thinking about door to door and it's old school. It's, uh, you know, some would say it's old fashioned. Some would criticize it and say that, oh, I don't, uh, you know, my time isn't worth that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. And <laughs> so I wanted to bring on a real expert to the show to, to give us the skinny on what it's like to build a door-to-door program. And so with an extreme amount of uh, gratitude and, and uh, uh, just appreciation, I'm uh, welcoming Mr. Lenny Gray to the show. Let's bring on Lenny. Hey, Lenny, welcome to Paint Ed. What is up, Orlando? Glad to be here, man. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said in the show, I, uh, I've, I've read your book. I'm going back through it. And this time of year, people are, they're getting a little worried that, you know, the economic slowdown is starting to feel kind of real. Um, the winter is its own kind of mini recession that we deal with on a, uh, you know, every year. Um, and, you know, I do think door to door is, is a viable option here, but, but for somebody who I, I try to be skeptical as a, as a, as a person, I try to, cause I feel like skepticism is the first step towards truth. And I, and I wish that that didn't come from a fortune cookie, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I said it's so profound. And then I revealed that. <laughs> No, it's true. Right. And, and, and there's cyclical, you know, times and seasons for any industry. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I've dealt primarily in the home service industry, but I've got clients in, in other avenues, finance, insurance, whatever, but in any, almost any home service industry, there's going to be a little bit of slowdown. And some of it is totally out of our control. Some of it has to do with just daylight hours. And, right. and when people are out and about and noticing things, because in the winter, when it gets dark at five, six o'clock in the evening, I mean, it's, it's really tough a lot of times to continue working. Like how many homes are you painting, especially in the exterior in the winter right. and outside, you know, when it's dark, you know, you just yeah. don't. So, yeah. so yeah, I think that, that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got into door to door and why, why you think we should consider it in, in our industry. Well, I, I was a big unbeliever of, of door to door. I would say when, when I first got approached, it was, you know, I, I served a two year church mission and I got home and I had knocked doors for two years. And, and I had a buddy of mine who did the same and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going out, you know, knocking doors, selling pest control. You ought to come out with me. Mm-hmm. And I just told him, I said, I don't believe it. You know, I, I, there's no way. Number one, I've never used pest control before. Number right. two, you know, these people saying you can make twenty, thirty thousand dollars in, in three or four months. I just don't buy it. I said, so I trusted this guy. I said, why don't you go do it? And if it is legit, give me a holler and, and I'll join you next summer. And right. sure enough, September rolled around and this guy calls me and says, Hey, 
I made 25 grand. I'm managing a team out in Birmingham, Alabama. You got to come, you know, you got to come join me next summer. And yeah. And so I did, you know, and that's, that's really how I got my start in it. Definitely an unbeliever. Um, but it didn't take me long to, to really start believing. Uh, yeah. Way. What was that? What was that first, uh, summer like for you? I mean, this is a while ago. So you're a young guy, but what was that first summer like for you? Yeah. So this was back in 1998. So it was a long time ago. And for me, the, the biggest hangup I had was the, the type of training I had. I mean, door to door was kind of this, I don't know, there was just this weird, like, is there, is there much to learn or is it based on the person and their personality? Some people can do it and some can't, there wasn't really a lot of processes in place, which is the reason why I wrote, you know, two books about door-to-door sales is to, to shed yeah. some light on it. But, but yeah, I think I, ha- I was handed a training manual that was maybe 15, 20 pages long and it was, you know, go figure it out. Uh, that was, that was pretty much my training. And so for me, it was just repeatedly knocking on doors, getting rejected, having some successes and just learning about people and, and how they responded to different things in different ways. And, and again, I ended up being for Orkin Pest Control that summer. I was their top rookie sales rep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I made about $50,000, which back in 1998 in four months, you can know, that's a lot of money now. It was a lot of money back then. And I couldn't right. believe it. I mean, I, I never would in my wildest dreams would have imagined that happening. But that just kind of kicked off to me. I did it for two more summers. And that just kind of kicked it off to me where it's like, wow, there's there's actually a really good opportunity here for people, you know, to, to do really well for themselves. And like you talked about before, to consistently generate leads for a company that, um, that again, goes through that cycle of, of slowdown as well, you know, in those cold months. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, you know, I would be asking myself and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are asking is like, yeah, but is it going to work in the winter time? Is it going to work when the economy is, is low? Like how, how can, you know, can I really expect it to work better or as good as Google ads or Angie leads or, you know, just phone calls, you know, like, is it, is it really that good? Yeah. So, and my advice always when I'm talking to to business owners about this and my own clients is door to door should be a leg on the chair, right? It shouldn't be your only leg. And, Mm -hmm. And even in my company, we still use door to door, not anywhere near what we used to, but we still use it as a foundational piece to stabilize what we're trying to do on an annual basis. And, and so, yes, traditional marketing and, and LSA, GMB, and, and all the SEO stuff, all that stuff, it, it all works together. And, yeah. and again, there hasn't been an industry yet that I haven't been approached by that we've gone, you know what, door-to-door is just not going to work for this. Like, it really it works for any industry, especially in the home services industry. And to me, regardless of time of year, I mean, you have to change a few things as far as schedule goes, but as far as time of years, there's never been a better time to knock because more and more people, because of the pandemic, because of the slowdown, more and more people are working from home. Yeah. And and like you said, and I will say this, I'm looking at our, our things linked up here. Your office, home office paint color is about the same as mine. So I don't know if we have something going on. We're not in the same room. It almost looks like we're in the same. Yeah, it does. How about that? (laughs) That can can watch. But but again, there's projects that people want to do because they're home and they're in their house and they're seeing things a lot more. And so to me, this industry, it, it could be pretty amazing to see what could happen with the right program and the right door-to-door uh, processes in, in installed in, within a company. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that uh, I read something that said uh, working from home is now up to like 18 percent, which is which is pretty, pretty huge. Um, So if I if I wanted to um, uh, if I if I thought to myself, okay, uh, I'm willing to try it. I'm a little nervous. Like that's what I get from people that I've talked to. I, I, you know, I've brought in sales reps. I've in times that we've been, um, you know, less busy. I've, I've even had my crew go out there. Uh, there is an extreme amount of nervousness when it comes to door to door. Um, how, how can we start to overcome that, uh, anxiety and, and maybe even where does it come from to begin with? Like, is it warranted to have this much anxiety about it? Well, see, I, I still knock doors and, and I do it not for myself, but I train, you know, uh, representatives from my own company or from other companies that, that are my clients. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, and I will tell you, the nervousness never goes away. Like I, I've been doing this for 25 years. And when yeah. I go out to knock doors, those first few, there's those butterflies and it's it's a little nerve wracking. Like, what are they going to say? And I feel like 25 years worth of experience. And I've forgotten everything I've known, you know, a couple doors. So that I think that's very natural to Orlando. I don't think that's unusual, Uh, but it's just knowing what to say and when to say it. Once you start feeling comfortable with that, it doesn't take long to really kind of click into the mode of, of just like you would anything else, right? You, You do enough repetition and you start to get comfortable and familiar with it. And it just makes it a little bit easier, but I don't think the nervousness ever quite goes away. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Cause I, I, uh, I, I went out yesterday and, uh, you know, my biggest, my biggest, my biggest motivator for getting out there is, is ironically, like, I'm like, well, at the very least I can get more steps in and I can close that ring. On, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just get some exercise. I, if I want to get some exercise, I might as well be productive while I'm doing it. So that's, that's the, that's what got me out there. Um, and it's true that those first, you know, handful of doors, um, I was, I was so nervous. In fact, um, I parked and I, and the first, the very first house, the, the guy was getting out to walk his dog. And I was like, I, I can't, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to talk to him. So I just like, just walked past and I went to the second house, you know, so I was, I was nervous, you know, and, and like you, I also served a, a two year mission and, and, you know, that's all we did for two years is just knock on doors. And, and if you think, you know, inviting somebody to get their house painted is, is, uh, is nerve wracking, you know, try inviting them to, you know, learn about religion, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, right. it's not fun. Uh, and that's, the, that's the interesting thing is, is, Real, really, if you talk about door-to-door sales, if you can eliminate the door in door-to-door sales, it, it's it's much easier because yeah. they can't shut it on you. So, and again, I get the nervousness, but if somebody's out in their yard working or walking a dog, um, to me, that's a much easier approach than actually knocking on the door. But there's this comfort zone and uncomfort zone, if that's a right. word, uh, as far as being on that doorstep and just this is how I'm supposed to do it where... But but it's really some of those people that are out working in their yard and that that, that yeah. are the most approachable. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I kind of I got into the rhythm pretty quickly. You know, so like I started knocking. I was like, okay, somebody answered. That first person was a little rigid, but I think it was probably me being more awkward. And then and then that first after that first approach, I was like, okay, I didn't do this, so next time I'm going to do this. And then the next time, I was like, okay, that was a little bit better. I didn't do this. 
Now I'm going to do this. And so by the end of the day, I was, I was out for two hours, which isn't, I don't think that's a terribly long time. Um, and you know, I got, I ended up within that first hour, I got a lead and they were like, we just moved into our house. Uh, I, and, and my, what, what got them to keep talking, I said, um, you know, I gave a little introduction, said that we were, you know, we had just wrapped up a project down the street. And I said, you know, how long have you lived in your house? Which I think is a, a pretty decent question. You know, uh, it's easy for them to answer. And in painting, um, a lot of our customers are in that process of they, they just moved in and they don't like the colors in their house. So I just said, when's the last time you paint it or when's the last, or when did you move in? She said two to two or three months ago. I said, um, do you like the colors of your previous, previous homeowner? And she was like, no, they have to change. <laughs> I said, are you, are you, so are you planning a project? And she said, well, the, the cost of moving, it's been very expensive. So we're not sure. And I said, well, if you're going to plan that project, um, now is the time because in the summer we're more busy and our rates go up. And so since we're actually heading into the winter time, now is when you're going to get your best rates. And so that's where she was like, okay, here's, here's my contact information. Let's, you know, let's, uh, set us something up. I, I, you know, and she, her husband wasn't there, so she didn't have a good sense of her schedule. So that gave me a little bit of confidence to be like, okay, maybe this will work. Well, I keep going and I got to one house and, um, you know, I was like, okay, ne- now I'm going to try, instead of just getting a lead, I'm just going to see if they'll invite me in. And she was like, I was like, I, you know, have, are you thinking about painting? It was the same situation. She had just moved in not too long ago. She was like, we've been thinking about painting our cabinets. And I was like, well, I can give you a, a ballpark price if you're interested. And she invited me in, gave her a price, you know, talked to her husband, you know, it was a, we'll have to think about it, of course. Um, and, uh, and then I went to the very next house. They also invited me in. <laughs> and, and so, you just, Look at you. yeah, I got a little roll, you know, yeah. and, and then, uh, and I gave her, I gave her a, a big bid. It was about a $4,400 project. And, and so like, it just, um, I think getting over that initial hurdle of like, okay, I'm going out, I'm going to knock on the door. Um, I think that you just have to kind of overcome that and just go do it and you'll get better over time. But there, but I know that you have resources for learning like the little techniques and the, and the things to do. Cause I, cause I had a sense that there were certain things that I was doing that are just kind of muscle memory, you know, from like before, like I, you know, naturally turn my shoulder out and, you know, put it on a big smile. Like there's certain things that I just have muscle memory, but I feel like your book really drills into a lot of the details and the nuance of things that it's like, Oh yeah, I do that. Not sure where I got that from, but I definitely do that. Can you tell us a little bit, some of the, like, yeah, talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So what, what I would recommend doing with, with my book. So if you're, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, you know, door to door, I've heard about it or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've got some questions. So the first thing I would do is get my books and I've got two of them out door to door millionaire and more door to door millionaire. And I would, I would personally, if, if I wasn't sure about door to door, I didn't have a lot of experience. 
I would get the audible versions because I self narrate both audible versions and you can kind of hear how it sounds mm. because to, to read it is one thing, but that, that was the interesting part about writing my books and then deciding to do the audible. I actually interviewed uh, several professional voiceovers and, and, you know, one was even had a British accent was really cool, but they didn't get the language of door to door. There's different yeah. ways we exaggerate things or you know, quiet things down. And there's just different ways to say things. So the audible versions of my book really dial in some of those, not just what to say, but how to say it that, that you're not going to get from necessarily reading the book or do both, right? Sure. You know, get the, get the, get the audio and the, the paperback, but, yeah. um, but no, the, the audible version tends to be, you know, a more popular buy just because people can hear how, how it sounds. And then you can start to, in your mind, go, okay, does that, uh, can, can I do that? Can I, can I just replicate how he says what he says? Because I teach the processes there. I mean, it's, it's you know, as, as much as two books can do that, the yeah. process is taught versus my first year when I was handed that, you know, 20-page manual that I had memorized within three or four days, right? It's like, right. that's all there is to it. There's so much more. Right. Uh, layers to the, the onion, right. Of, of, uh, of door to door sales. But once you, once you kind of have those concepts down, I, th I think that's, that's a good starting place for you to go. Oh, okay. This, this isn't the big, bad, scary, you know, monster that, that, you know, some, sometimes there's that, um, j just that, that thought of, of what door to door sales is. It's, it's really not as big and bad and ugly as most people think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm thinking about like, uh, yeah, my experience there, and then also some of the things in, in the book, um, what are some of the most powerful techniques in the book that you can share with us uh, today? I'm, I'm thinking of one that I think probably helped me out yesterday is the, um, uh, you know, I would maybe if, if, I, if, I, if I were talking about the book Influence, I would say like social proof, but like name dropping, you know, like the the one, yes, the two back to back, they were, the first one was the next door neighbor of the job that we had just finished. So I was able to say we were just at Karen's house and we finished yesterday. And then, and then from there, I was able to say, I was just at your next door neighbor, Laura's house. And <laughs> just, there's yeah. like that, that technique. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about some of those techniques and, and why they work? Yeah. So the initial approach that, that, you know, we talk about that, we start about that, or we start about that topic in my first book. And that initial approach is the key to everything. And the initial approach is the first 30 to 45 seconds of, of what happens when they open that door or if they're out walking their dog, what do you first say when you approach that person? Yeah. And I've got a pretty, um, simple five-step approach that that has worked in every industry that I've consulted for. And, yeah. and it's been a score of them. So there there's, um, you know, and some of the things what you does said, that look like, yeah. So we get the, the, you know, you have the nonverbals, you know, when you're smiling and you're not, you know, confrontational, you're not, you know, toe to toe with that person, but you're smiling, they open the door. The, the biggest mistake I will tell you that most people make when, you know, when trying door to door sales or starting out in it is when somebody opens the door and they ask that person a question right off the bat. That's the, one of the worst things you can do. Oh, interesting. Because it's a control thing, right? I want to control the conversation. I want to control the doorstep. And if my first question or, or, you know, the first words come out of my mouth is, Hey, how's it going today? And trust me, everybody does that because that's inherently as human beings. We, you know, when we meet somebody or see somebody, even people we know, let alone people we don't know, it's, Hey, how you doing? 
Right. And, and you don't want to start with that because now the conversation gets turned over to the customer because they can respond and then they can immediately say, oh, yeah, what, you know, what are you doing? Or, yeah, not, we're not interested right now because, you know, if you look like a door-to-door salesperson, they're, they're probably going to just make some assumptions. You know, sure, yeah. So to me, my my startup is always just, hey, there, uh, you know, I'm just the the paint guy, the local neighborhood painter, the lo- local neighborhood paint guy or whatever, whatever you want to say. Right. It doesn't sure. really matter what your title is as long as it fit, fits your personality. Um, and then once you go into introduction, then you've got to explain why you're there. And the reason you're there, what's the most powerful step of this five step approach is because you have a reason to be there because you've got a client in the area, you're just finishing up a job or you're, you're scheduled to do a job in the future. Whatever your reason is, the secret of door-to-door sales is not to be as though you're a door-to-door salesman randomly knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. You have to have a reason to be in that neighborhood. So you, 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 you saw, Torlando, the power of name dropping right away. When yeah. you can say, yeah, I just, I was you know talking to Karen next door, wanted to swing by and let you know what I'm doing. And name dropping has to be relevant. You know, that's, that's the other thing is you don't want to make up names or you don't want to throw out a name of somebody, you know, three blocks away that they wouldn't know. The more relevant the name drop, the more powerful it becomes. And, and so yeah. if I can go up to a door and say, hey there, my name's Lenny. I'm just a local painter here in the neighborhood. I was actually just talking to Jeff and Jen here next door. Now, all of a sudden, I've, I've got complete control of the conversation. I've justified why I'm knocking on that person's door because I know their neighbor. And trust me, that'll open that ear up to that customer to go, oh, what, what in the world? Okay, painting, I get that. Oh, he knows my next door neighbor's names. Oh, oh wow. Now, all of a sudden, there's a little bit of a peaked interest. And I'll yeah. tell you, that works because I still have people knocking on my door, which I love. You know, I love yeah. people that come knocking on my door. And if they drop my next door neighbor's names or, or a neighbor's name that I, that I know, I immediately, and I know the tricks of the, the trade here, but yeah. I immediately go, well, what are Jeff and Jen doing? You know, and I, <laughs> I know what's going on over their place. And, and that's just, that's that power of the name drop. Um, the step three, I get into the concept of Black Friday, which I talk about in my book. I studied a lot on this idea of, of how companies can go from being in the red, you know, mm-hmm. 11 months of the year, you know, and then 10 and a half, 11 months of the year. And then the day after Thanksgiving, they all of a sudden start turning profits. And what does that look like? What's the secret to make people sleep over at the parking lot of Best Buy to save right. hundred bucks on a flat screen? Like what, what, what is involved in that? So I got, kind of go through those components of what's involved. And, and that's what you have to come up with as well uh, is in, in your industry and what you're selling. How do we make it special so that people will want to act now and not yeah. wait for three months, four months for the summer to come around until they want to do it. And you, you hit on that, Torlando. You, yeah. you even said, it's like, hey, before prices go back up, you know, before we start getting super busy, why don't we, why don't we do it now if it's something you're already thinking about? So that, yeah. that's kind of step three as you get into that Black Friday. Yeah. Then you overcome a common concern and then you, you, you roll with a conversational close. And a conversation, or excuse me, a, a common concern may be we just don't have time. So, you know, that's, that's an easy one to overcome before it it is is explained to you uh, it's always good to get in front of concerns and then a conversational close you used a beautiful one it's my favorite one is so how long have you guys lived in the house that's just yeah, a yeah. nice way to get people talking and to start a conversation yeah yeah and 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 that i yeah i, I think that i didn't have the vocabulary to uh ex- explain what i was doing with that conversation but i knew just kind of instinctually that once I got through the little introduction and I, and I recognized that if I 
was saying that I was there in the neighborhood because I, we just got done with the job. Um, I also noticed that if I just said like, I'm just spreading, I'm just spreading awareness of, uh, of my new company. Like they were, they had a little bit of empathy almost like it didn't seem like they were like, Oh shoot, you know, here comes one of these guys, but it was like, Oh, this is just a guy trying to grow his, you know, small business, you know, like it, it just felt a little bit more like, the, I don't know, something about it there. I could just tell that they empathize with that phrasing a little bit more, but then my, where I was struggling was like, well, now what, you know? <laughs> so, so I couldn't get him to keep talking until I asked that question, which uh, you're calling conversational close. And I'll tell you the ones that worked best in my, you know, in my, in my limited experience were how long have you lived in the house and when's the last time you painted? Those two seem to get them to talk and to start to have a conversation with me, which I felt was the most important thing was getting them to actually engage in a conversation. Yes, it is. And that, that's the purpose of the initial approach. Some people think, oh, so in my first 30 to 45 seconds, I got to sell somebody something. Absolutely not. Like the, the purpose of an initial approach is to get people talking, to start a conversation. And so we use open-ended questions, right? Like how long have you lived here? When's the last time you, you got, had any paint work done in the house? Those yeah, are yeah. great open-ended questions, easy to answer. Again, it kind of gets, gets the ball rolling a little bit to, to have a conversation versus, uh, you know, horrible questions would be a conversation or a closing remark would be so. So have you ever thought about getting your house painted or repainted right. or have you ever thought about paint, changing the paint up on the inside of your home? Why is that a horrible question? Or those are horrible questions because they're yes, no questions. And most people are going to say the answer you don't want to hear. And then you've shut down the conversation completely. So that's why you ask those open ended questions to close out your initial approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, and I do this in regular sales, so it's kind of no different uh, on the doorstep for me, it's all about, of you know, getting them to kind of uncover the problem, you know, like if they can, if they can admit and express that they have an issue, um, then, you know, then it's, then, then I have something that I know I can solve. And, and even if I can't solve it. So like, there's one guy who, you know, I started asking him some questions. I was like, how long you lived here? And, you know, is, are, are, how are things holding up? Are you doing any renovations? Well, he had a renovation planned. It just wasn't painting. It was something else. Um, but he was also open enough to be like, but the, but I do, I will, like, this one is our priority today, but I'm going to keep this, you know, information because next year we are going to paint. Yep. And then of course I, you know, flubbed it up and didn't get his contact information but <laughs> live and learn, to Orlando. Live and learn. Wow. walked away oh. that won't happen again you, you won't make the same mistake twice right <laughs> yeah so so if we were um interested in if, if somebody was interested in in starting up a program um kind of on their own um you know with let's just say without assistance, because I know you offer the assistance, but let's just say that we just wanted to, we read the book and we want to kind of DIY our own program. Where do we, where do we kind of begin with that? What are some of the things that we need to be thinking about? Yeah. So obviously the, the book, the books, as you mentioned, are going to be a great place to start. Uh, I've got a lot of free content out there as well. That's a big deal to me is again, one of the primary reasons I even wrote a book to begin with. The first one was I just wanted to, to add some, some color to a, an industry that I felt like, you know, there was a lot of unknown to. Uh, 
And and so, um, you know, my company, uh, you know, well, I guess I'll start with my website, LennyGray.com. I I have a blog that I update, you know, I've been doing for years. There's a ton of free content on that. I do have some for purchase online material that might be of interest to people. But my my D2D Millionaire YouTube, YouTube channel. I don't know how many thousands of subscribers that we have, but we have hundreds of free videos. Yeah. And so to me, if I'm a business owner and I'm, I'm kind of thinking, well, this might be an, an opportunity for me. Yeah. Read the books and then go look at all the free stuff that I've got out there. Tons of stuff. And it could be something that you, you kind of take the ball with the ball and run with it and say, you know what? I got this. Like I can, I can put something like sure. this together. So I, I, I would definitely go that route. That's, that's the the path of least resistance yeah. in that education. Your butt. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, I uh, so you know I've I've got a, a, a an intern that that I work that I'm working with. He uh, did an apprenticeship with me in the summer, and he's in the, the business school at my at my local uh, college here. Um, I say local; it's a Big Ten university. It's, it's you know it's a, <laughs> it's IU, whatever. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> kind of a huge deal. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's my alma mater. Okay, Lenny, I, I have pride in. You're it. <laughs> be proud of that right that's right (laughs) so anyways he's in the business school and um you know and 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 i really um i really like this kid he's really sharp i think he's got you know a bright future and whatever he does i think he would add a lot of value to the paint industry if he stuck with it and so part of why you know i wanted to uh because i want him to keep coming back and so i you know provided an internship during the uh school year so that, you know, it would just kind of bridge that gap. And one of the things that we're uh, working on is business development and, um, you know, and, and lead generation, because that's, you know, one of one of the interests that he has. And I'm trying to figure out how to uh, encourage him to get out and uh, knock on doors. It's it's scary. But um, but, you know, I, I, I would love him to, to take a more active approach. Should I. Uh, should I like go out with him at first? Like, how should I approach trying to train him in this thing that, you know, honestly, the, I feel like there are things that I know instinctually, but I don't have a formal program yet in place. Yeah. And I love the idea of business owners going out and trying it themselves at first. I, yeah. I love that because just like you did, right. You saw the power of it in two hours, right. You know, what, what could happen and what the potential is. And so I highly encourage that. Also, because then then you can empathize a little bit with with these apprentices or reps that you have coming in and go, yeah, I know it's hard. And, and yeah. that's why we're going to you know try to match a compensation plan to to you know how difficult this this position is to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's not something that just is easy for most people to, to go out and, and do. So I do like the idea of that. And then, you know, just like anything in your business, creating standard operating procedures, right? Have some SOPs, have some things that make it to where it's replicable. That, that to me is what I found to be, um, I did a podcast earlier in the week I mentioned to you, and the feedback I got from the owner of a huge alarm company, very huge. Mm-hmm. And we had, I don't know how many people on this podcast, it was kind of more of a training thing. I guess it wasn't a podcast, but kind of a training piece, is he said, the things that you teach and how you teach it, like I can teach anybody to do that. And, yeah. and that that's powerful to me because you're going to have that dynamic person that can go out and nobody can replicate that person because they're just one of a kind. Um, 
that's that's not how I teach this, right? I, I want to yeah. take somebody who who might be a, a a C player and make them a B player, or a B right. player and make them an A player, and how to do it. And, and you have to have a process and a procedure in place to be able to do something like that. But but yeah, as a business owner, if you go out first and and try to figure it out and realize what it's all about. I think, I think that helps you to get a grasp of, wow, this is something I don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, <laughs> and, my, and I don't want my company to do it or, you know what? Wow. Kind of the experience you had Tornado. Yes. This is powerful. Like we could actually generate leads. We could never miss out on lead generation or never have a dry season of lead generation. If we had something like this in store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's, uh, that brings up a couple different things. You know, I think for, I mean, that's not uncommon for entrepreneurs to just, you, you're, you're tracing, you know, you're blazing the trail. Uh, you're, you know, you're going out, you're whacking the, you know, the, the brush away and you're creating that path. So it does make sense. Like if you're going to ask somebody to do it, uh, figure out how to do it yourself. That's one of the like one of the things that my uh, my old high school football coach would always say is like, we're not going to ask you to do anything that we haven't done ourselves or couldn't do ourselves. And that always made me feel good as a player because it didn't it didn't make me think, oh, they're just (laughs) they're just sending us to hell and back for no reason. You know, like it's (laughs) it's possible. It's doable. Um, So so I could definitely see that that being a valuable thing for an option to do. And to, and to not kind of turn their nose up and say, I'm, I'm, you know, my time is more valuable than this because I mean, honestly, I mean, I proved in two hours that that time is like, you'll make your money, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Um, but I would, I think my approach would be to, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about this is to just go out with my intern, you know, and, and teach them directly, you know, and, and go through it. And, and even if I'm still kind of figuring this stuff out, you know, I think that most people are pretty, you know, understanding of that. And, and it's good to see the things that don't work as well as the things that do. Um, another thing that you, you mentioned in there, which I am curious about, I'm, I'm sure that there's a wide variety of compensation models for door to door. Um, what are, what are some of the, like the, the more common ones that, that should be considered? So, yeah, there, there's two main, uh, players, I guess, in, in, in the door-to-door compensation models. And then one's more of a, uh, a sprinters, you know, version and one's more of a marathon version. And the sprinters version is more of like your summer sales, like your college kids, a younger crowd that's doing lead gen and, and maybe b- might be closing some deals, but, but that's the other thing, depending on the industry, right? Like if you look at like a, the solar industry, for instance, more often than not, you're going to have a setter closer model, Whereas in pest control and a lot of the other home services that are maybe in the five, six hundred, seven hundred dollar range, you're, you're going to have just just a, a, a closer, right? You're just an all in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in the industry, I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is what is my average ticket? Because if my average tickets in the thousands, then I'm probably more interested in in hiring people as lead gen as setters. And mm-hmm. so that I can go in and close at least people who yeah. start, right? they could morph into a closer, but maybe at first they're just more lead gen. I would and say I that we're probably in the three to $5,000 range as an average for residential repaint uh, projects. So somebody without experience in the industry, I'd be hesitant to have them bidding and closing a three to $5,000 job. 
I I would be to start. So then it turns into, okay, how do we get, how do we get, uh, you know, these lead gens going out and what's the compensation there. And then you're going to probably start to, to, to put together something that has, you know, quality leads. You'll have standards for what a quality lead looks like and you'll pay a certain amount for that. And then probably a commission, you know, some, some type of percentage off of the job once it's sold to get them motivated to, to not just generate quality leads, but leads that, that can be closed, you know, by mm-hmm. your closers. So that would probably be the way that, that I put that together. Uh, and then you've got your year rounds, right? Where, where if people want to lead gen year round, this is an industry that doesn't, you know, you can paint, like I said, maybe you can't paint on the outside when there's a foot right. of snow outside in some markets, right. but you can paint on the inside anytime, right? right? So I look at it and say, you could have somebody in a year round model that that similarly could be maybe setting up leads or closing their own leads. And once they start closing their own leads and they'd be compensated a little bit more, obviously on, on leads, they close themselves. So there, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And there's, there's not, there's some wrong ways to do it certainly, but there's a lot of right ways. And a lot of it depends on the industry. And if somebody's, you know, doing the four month sprint, three, four month sprint, or they're doing it, you know, on an annual basis. Right. Right. So it sounds like the, the models generally are, um, you know, purely outcome based. Is it, um, is there any, uh, so it's like if, if you're just, you know, generating leads, then you're paying for the lead itself. Um, or do people, you know, do, do people expect mm-hmm. an hourly rate or a salary or anything like that? Like what, uh, um, is that the wrong yeah. way? I'm, yeah, I'm just so curious. No, Generally, uh, you know, with your, your younger crowd, it, it's, it's more results driven. That's typically how the summer sales models worked in the past. Doesn't have to. Sure. And, and keep in mind, the other part about this Torlando is we sometimes don't know the difference between a door to door sales program and a door to door marketing campaign or a door to door marketing program. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, if you're just marketing and going door to door, and I've got some things that have been working in the home service industry just awesome. And, and again, it's, it's for the, the, the generation of leads, not just maybe today, but in three months or six months, there, there's some ways to do some door-to-door marketing, to have a campaign that actually generates sales later. You mm-hmm. pay up front for it a little bit, but then you're obviously it just like you would uh, on a, a billboard, right? You, you put the billboard out there and you hope, you know, you're paying for right. it, front, but you hope it pays off, you know, months down the road as people are seeing it and, and noticing the billboard. So similar to that, a marketing campaign, you can do it door to door. And the fascinating thing about door to door marketing as well is you're probably reaching, anytime you're going door to door, you're probably reaching a demographic that is not going to be reached in any other way. And I know everybody has the internet. I know everybody, you know, is typically driving around town or, or using public transportation around town and they could see billboards or listen to the radio or whatever. But the crazy thing about door to door is I can't tell you how many times every year that I run into people that are like, you know, we never would have thought about doing X or Y or Z. But the fact that you knocked on my door and it's like, oh my gosh, do you watch TV? Do you listen to the radio? Do you know that, you know, this kind of thing has been around forever and you can do right. this? But, but a lot of times the other thing that door to door magically does is it puts whatever you're peddling, so to speak, it, it puts it on the, the front of mind to somebody, right? Where all of a sudden they ne- maybe never thought about painting their, the, the outside of their house again. They just kind of, you know, just kind of lived with it. Now the sudden you kind of come in and put that in their ear and they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I have noticed a lot of white houses out there. And maybe if our house was white, it would look better. What you know, whatever right. the trend is you know, going on. So you can reach a demographic going door to door that that a lot of times people that's gonna be untapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
That's good. That's good. So, so far in this conversation, I think we've taken a very um, DIY approach, which is not a common for the show. I really do try to, you know, uh, push a, a DIY, like if we were going to do it ourselves, what would this look like? Uh, but I think for the busy owner or the, you know, uh, busy president of a company that, you know, they have 10 salespeople, they have, uh, you know, they've got, uh, you know, 30, 40, you know, guys, 50, 50 guys in the field. Um, they truly don't have enough time to uh, implement this together, you know, on their own. Um, what um, what does it look like to work with a with an outsourced company that would come in and um, build the program, uh, you know, for your team or on behalf of your team? Yeah. So for me, how, how I um, help my clients to decide if door to door if a, a door-to-door program is a fit for them is I, I set up a free 15 minute consultation call. I mean, to me, I, I would recommend, yeah, reading the books first. And then if you, if you're kind of like, wow, this, this is of interest to me. Yeah. Trying to go out yourself. You can't really go out yourself. That's just not built into to what you're doing. Um, but maybe you have somebody in the company that could, could potentially manage it or, or might be that person to, to run that program. I'd probably just schedule something to to see if it's a if it's a fit because I'll I'm the first one to tell people if it's not because again there's there's too much at stake it's not just a program you can do overnight and, and at mm-hmm. least you know a successful program can't be built overnight with this it does take a little bit of time to ramp up to learn the the recruiting the hiring the process of training you know pre knocking training mm-hmm. post knocking training what it looks like it's a process. And, and so to me, yeah, I, I mean, I do that for business owners every week. Um, I have time set aside to do these consults and, and really it's just a matter of, of kind of a Q and a and learning a little bit more about the company and what their, what their goals are and, and how door to door would fit if it would fit. And then, you know, just kind of taking it from there. There's not a one size fits all with this. Um, like I said, I have clients that I talk to every week, every month. Mm-hmm. I have clients that I, they fly me out there and I do in-person training and on the door training. I mean, it, it's a whole gamut of things just based on on what my clients needs are and, and my uh, my availability, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that I think for for a lot of us, I um, you know, yeah. I think we're just not aware of the resources that are out there. And so that's awesome that you are um, available for that kind of, uh, you know, institutional training and, and, uh, and recruiting. Um, It sounded like you would um, actually participate in that recruiting effort and putting together those programs and the training effort, which is uh, pretty comprehensive. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly things that I've learned over 25 years in the industry, the do's and the don'ts. And, and it's, it's not something that, you know, I I don't think somebody with experience, again, more power to you, if you want to go out and and give it a go yourself, absolutely. Like go out. And and I think I heard you, you, uh, you also worked with a a rather uh, well-known garage door company is. Yeah. Did I see that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of the, the nation's largest garage door companies, A1 Garage out of out of Phoenix, um, hired on with them as a consultant two years ago. We put together their door to door marketing program. Um, it's killing it. I mean, we're we're crushing it. And it, it was it was about an owner. Right. That, that went, you know what? I know you're the expert in it and you can do this. I don't want to do it. I, I want to do everything else that I'm doing with the business and, you know, go put a door-to-door program together for us. And so that's what we're doing for them. 
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, who's the owner of that company again? It's Tommy Mello. Yeah, that's right, Tommy Mello. Yeah, he's he's kind of making waves in in multiple contracting industries right now, and and I think he's, he's a genius. Been, yeah, he's been on. So so if if you guys are familiar with Tommy Mello, I mean, we're talking to the guy who got his door to door program running. So I mean, that's a uh, it's a big deal. I mean, uh, you know, that, that's a well known company, and and it's known how well they're doing for sure. Yeah. No, Tommy, Tommy's a great guy. Again, he flew me down to Phoenix. He, he read my book. You know, I wrote the door to door millionaire. He wrote the home service millionaire. That's his book. And we had a mutual friend that said, you, you guys ought to get together and collaborate a little bit. And, and man, I, I flew down to Phoenix, spent a few hours in his office with him and, and I was just blown away. I mean, he's a visionary. He is doing some amazing things. We'll continue to do amazing things in that industry. And uh, again, it's just fun to have built a, a small part of, of uh, you know, what he's doing on, on the big stage. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Lenny, if we want to get in touch with you, um, where, where can we uh, send folks? So, yeah, Lenny at D2Dmillionaire.com is my email address. Uh, my website, I think I mentioned earlier, LennyGray.com. That's uh, that's got a contact uh, contact me page as well. Those are probably the best two ways. Obviously, I'm out there on social media. Like I'd, I'd plug my my social stuff. Like I mentioned before, the D2D Millionaire YouTube channel. Follow D2D Millionaire on Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, Facebook, all those places. We put tons of content out. It's fun. It's it's it really again teaches concepts that that anybody can master. And uh, there's just there's just so much out there to do with door to door. I feel like the more I can share, the the better off. It's like with anything, right? It's that yeah. reciprocal nature of things. Like the more you help people, the more help you get. And, and I'm a big fan and, and believer of that as well. That's awesome. Well, Lenny, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I appreciate you being with us today. Awesome. Thanks, Toronto. Best of luck on the door, my friend. Keep going. Thank you. Stay stay backstage. I'll, I'll catch up with you after the show. Sounds good. All right. There we have it, folks. Lenny Gray, the door-to-door millionaire himself, uh, helped to set up Tommy Mello's uh, door-to-door program at A1 Doors. Uh, Great conversation. So grateful to him. Um, Again, if you want to uh, catch more episodes of Paint Ed, uh, please download the app PCA. Uh, overdrive um, 500 hours of video content 599 a month or free with membership you can also listen to this show on uh, spotify and apple podcasts and google play and soundcloud all of those places that uh, you listen to your podcast and you subscribe uh, we're typically there so make sure that you subscribe um, my show is the paint edge show there are a lot of uh, the paint ed podcast a lot of shows under the network um, by, by my good friends, um, in the industry. Um, definitely check those out and support us. Um, and, uh, one last time, do not forget about my uh, workshop. If you are in the New Jersey area or the Littleton, Colorado area, November 7th, um, as well as the 9th and 10th, um, I will be hosting a workshop sponsored by Sherwin Williams. There will be food, a little bit of happy hour action. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, folks, this has been Paint Ed. My name is Trolando. Thanks for watching the show. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.